Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Kelly Outdoors. Uh, we're going to have some very special guests joining us here in just a few minutes. It's going to be Jace and Missy Robertson from the Duck Commander. Uh, Jace is the second oldest son, I believe, of Phil, and he and his wife are going to be joining us here in just a few minutes, and they're really looking forward to uh, to talking with you guys. And you got to cut them some slack because they have done uh, like four of these things today, okay? So anyway, um, right now I've got Bobby Hayes on. Uh, he's going to give us some, some waterfowl updates as far as what's going on out there in Kansas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, wherever, wherever he's got ducks, he's going to tell us about them. Bobby, welcome to the show, man. Talk to me. What's going on with the ducks? Well, Kelly, we have ducks everywhere now. We Yay. went from no ducks during kill season to ducks everywhere in Kansas. We uh, uh, High Plains open this weekend. Mm-hmm. While you were messing around at it real foot, we were killing stuff. <laughs> like I don't feel bad enough about this. Go ahead. <laughs> but no, uh, we were at uh, we were at McPherson on Saturday, and that was just a slaughter. They have uh, tons of teal, tons of gadwall. Uh, no big ducks yet, but there's a lot. Um, that uh, that cold front pushed a lot of birds in. Uh, mm-hmm. The bottoms, I think the bottoms right now are holding thirty, forty thousand. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of teal. Uh, now some of my guys uh, that live out there, they're saying they're starting to shoot some mallards now. Okay. So, so we I heard that lot. there's a there's a huge population of pintails and shovelers over there, uh, yes. and teal would be the the blue wings are like the number three duck, and and they're starting to see some green wing teal coming in too. Yeah. So I think uh, now now my place out in Missouri. Uh, it's not open for another month almost, but uh, I was down there after it flooded, after that six inches of rain, mm-hmm. and I've got teal and pintail all over the place down there in Wood Duck. So I think uh, I think this year is going to be stellar. Okay. Did um, you do any? Are you are you shooting any footage over there in McPherson? Yeah, we filmed uh, we filmed Saturday morning, and then um, then we came back home, and then a couple of my guys stayed out and hunted at. Uh, uh, Cheyenne Bottoms on uh, Sunday and Monday. We just went okay. out for one day. I think uh, we had five or six guys out, and we were done in 30 minutes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it well, didn't take any time. Yeah, that that was a long trip if you wanted to get some footage. So. <laughs> well, you know, you don't complain on those days. Right. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. So, no, that was, you know, you, you only get so many of those days where they just pour in, and that was one of them mm-hmm. this season. So, no, we were pretty happy with it. Okay. So right now everybody should have birds. Okay. Well, I know I know that when we were over uh, in in that foreign territory over there in Tennessee, they had, you know, a lot of small ducks flying around that lake, but but nothing nothing yet. I mean, if if you want to hunt coots, I guess that was the place to be. Uh, there there was a gazillion of those running around. But you know, I hear the bottoms this year. It just has a crazy number of coots. Yeah, they were loud. I saw a picture of it today. And I thought somebody had actually photoshopped it. I've never seen that many coots on a body of water in my life. It was unreal. No, they're saying there's that many out there. The other are. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the coot, I guess the coot population went crazy this year. Well, crazy, 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 crazy. So. Anyway. But no, see, everything's looking good, and I think we're all going to have a good year this year. Okay. Well, let's get together and do this thing at McPherson some weekend when you got a few minutes and you don't mind hauling along an old fat guy. Hey, whenever you're ready. Okay, man. I picked up some awesome calls at Real Foot. They might they might actually work for me around here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay, Bobby. All right, All right man. Thank you. Have a great evening. Uh, bye-bye.
Okay. All right. Now, I have got a caller here right now. And is this Jason Missy? I guess not. Okay. Um, anyhow, uh, right now we're waiting on, on Jason Missy to, to call in uh, for the show. They should be calling here just any minute now. Um, he's He's had several interviews today already. So he's a little frazzled around the edges. So uh, let's let's hope he can he can hang in there long enough to do this show. Um, it ought to be a, a real good event for him. He's a he's a trooper at this stuff, man. He's a professional. <laughs> so, anyway, um, Bobby mentioned the fact that I was at uh, Real Foot uh, this last weekend, and uh, my wife and the kids went with me, and it was pretty entertaining. Uh, with the exception of the fact that it was rainy and cold the entire time. we From the time we left Wichita at 3.30 on Friday morning uh, until we got to the lake, it did nothing but rain, okay? Um, there was a bit of sunshine uh, late Saturday afternoon after the event was over and a little tad on Sunday, and then it kind of cleared up a little bit. Um, but the, the, it was cold. Uh, it was rainy, and I don't think a whole lot of people decided to come out because, you know, the weather kind of stunk. But, you know, I met a lot of nice people there. I, I finally got to meet and greet a few people that I know from the refuge and, and from custom calls online. Um, Randall Flowers was just right next to us. And that is, that honestly, and I'm not saying this because, uh, you know, I can. I'm saying it because it's the truth. One of the nicest guys I have ever met, honest to goodness. Um his wife is, is just a dear, sweet lady, and we met a lot of people like that while we were there. Um, my son, Hunter, uh, hooked up with the kid that was next to us. His dad had a booth there, and this kid had some fishing rods, and so Hunter thought he'd died and gone to heaven. Uh, that boy, I mean, if, if you put a fishing rod in his hand, you won't see him you know, for the rest of the day because he's busy doing his thing. And uh, he was one worn-out little pup by the end of the day on Sunday uh, when we left there. He... <laughs> He covered more miles on that lake than you shake a stick at uh, fishing, and he had a great time. Uh, sharing the girls, they drove around. They did a little shopping here and there and went to some antique places, and, and my oldest daughter, Lindsay, filled up, I don't know how many of those uh, photo cards, you know, on her Nikon camera. She took a ton of pictures, and I, and I hope to see some of those eventually someday. Um, but it was, it was a good time. Uh, we left out of Memphis uh, Tuesday morning at about 10.30, and we were back in Wichita, uh, that evening at about 7.30. And uh, it rained on us from the time we left Memphis all the way to Wichita. You know, it was nasty. So, anyway. Um, I've got a caller here right now. I'm trying to see whoever this is. I can't see your area code, but uh, you're on there. And, uh, anyway, like I said, they should be calling in here just any minute. Um, if you guys have any questions for them when they when they call in, you can either get on the uh, the chat room and and ask them that way, or you can call in. The number here is area code nine one four eight zero three four zero two six. Okay, and I believe I have. Hey there, Jason Missy Robertson, right here, right now. Hey man, you got it. I'm here. Yeah, we're here. We're both here. Oh, I heard some British woman talking. I thought we had called somewhere overseas, man. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first person to be under that impression, sir. No. Yeah. Well, I thought, man, I thought it was something. Somebody pushed the wrong button somewhere. We good now? Oh yeah. No, she does the she does the uh, countdown times and stuff in the intros. So, 
Anyway, um, Jace and Missy, welcome to the show. I really appreciate you guys coming on. I know that uh, you don't get asked to do very many of these over the course of a year. No, no, just every once in a while we'll take a shot, you know. And, and well, I, I for sure don't. This is new for me. Well, this is going to be fun for you because you're going to get to do a lot of questions, okay, um, and a lot of answers. Now, you know what? Uh, I asked you guys how you guys met, and you guys uh, you guys met at church when you were fairly young, and you guys have been married for how long now? How long have you guys been together? I'll let you answer that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is our 20th year of marriage. I'll be darned. Sherry yes. and I, my wife, whose name is Sherry, um, our, we're actually today, this very day, is our 20-year anniversary. Oh, okay. wow. wow. Congratulations. Yeah, and uh, I, we were supposed to go someplace fun for her. Uh, this year, and she heard me talking to some people on the phone about riff about the the Real Foot Lake, uh, you know, waterfowl festival, and she, you know, kind of surprised me a couple of days later when she walked out to the shop. She said, "You know what, Kale, you've been wanting to go to that thing for years. Why don't we just take the kids and go to that instead of what we what else we had planned?" So <laughs> I, well, I about dad, fell off the cart, man. I couldn't uh, believe it. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, well, my my dad told me I better marry them young before they get liberated. So that's exactly what I did. I just followed orders from headquarters. Yeah. She, she was eighteen when we got married. So <laughs> I was well, nothing wrong with that. Actually, nineteen. Well, actually. nineteen by a month. So well, actually, now in certain parts of Arkansas, she'd be kind of considered old and washed up. <laughs> well, that's true. That's what my dad always in his speeches he says, "Hey, you know, you need to marry him about 14. I said, "Phil, I think that's against the law." He said, "It really? is. It still is." He might want to yeah. might want to tell him to, to rethink yeah. that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he said a lot's changed in 50 years. You know. <laughs> uh, so what part of what part of uh, Louisiana do you guys actually live in? We're in, in the north part of Louisiana, right on I-20, Monroe, West Monroe, Twin Cities. Yeah, we're in shouting distance from Arkansas and Mississippi in case we want to run. Right. So we're right there in the little corner. We're actually in the redneck part of Louisiana. It's okay to call us rednecks. You know, you got the Cajuns are below Alexandria. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things that fly turn us on. Things that crawl turn them on. They They put that <laughs> in the pot. Anything that crawls, they'll put it in the pot. We stick with things that walk and fly. Right. <laughs> Genesis um, 9. I was quoting a little scripture. Say, though Genesis 9, you know, God told Noah, he, that's when he gave all the animals in the humans' hands. He said, they can be food for you. He said, anything that walks, crawls, flies, or swims. So, you know, it's pretty good. that I look at that as the origin of hunting. So, uh, yeah, you can check that out in your spare time. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, now when when you and and Missy got married, your dad, how long had he been making calls by then? Now, you know, first of all, how did he get into making calls? Honestly, well, he he started with uh, you know he was a big football star at Louisiana Tech. He played ahead of Terry Bradshaw for I guess two years, and then when he graduated, uh, I guess that Terry was a senior then. Well, then my dad got drafted uh, by the Washington Redskins, but his problem was, I mean, there was a couple things. One, he said he just looked around, and he said it didn't look like they were having any fun anymore. And the other thing was they played football during hunting season. And uh, he said he'd just soon hunt ducks than play football. Mm-hmm. So uh, he started hunting, you know, like he always had done. And a buddy of his, that, who's dead now, but 
he was blowing a he had souped up an old D two oat and uh put some double reeds in him up at that time they hadn't even heard of putting two reeds in a duck call. And uh, he said, man, every time you blow that thing, it doesn't just call a man, it commands a man. He said, you ought, to, you ought to take that and make your own duck call and call it the duck commander. And sure enough, that's what he went and did, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how it started. In 1972, he made the first duck commander duck call. He actually had a guy uh, make the, the wooden parts for him, and uh, he traded a bunch of fish for him. And uh, it took him two years before he got his own machinery. So the first two years, they were just, they were made by somebody else, but they were tuned by him. But ever since year three, uh, we've had the machinery since then. Mm-hmm. But then, but then, let's see, in like the early 90s, that's when that's when the business really started taking off a little bit. Because before then, even though he had made that duck call in the 70s, he, he wasn't making a living off of that. Because no. when Jace and I started dating... I guess in the late 90s, I mean late 80s, then Jason was, they were running crawfish traps and taking fish to the to the fish markets to sell and all that in order to make their living. They were doing duck calls basically You're going to the tell ride. them about our second date, I think? I think it was the uh, second no. date. We were headed somewhere, <laughs> and I said, look, i got to make a run over here. And uh, we went over there, and she was like, what is that smell? And I said, oh, you get used to it. I, had, I pulled up at a fish market because they said they'd give me their fish heads so we could bait our crawfish traps with. And uh, <laughs> So we went back there, and she was, you know, wanting to gag. I said, oh, it'd be all right. Just whatever you do, don't open one of those he said, lids. Here, he said, take one of those sides right there. The yeah, because I couldn't lift it. It's too heavy. And she was right. like, what? And I said, we got to put this in the back of the truck. She said, well, what's in there? I said, whatever you do, don't pop that lid. Because they had been there about three days. I noticed it right off. You know, they weren't that fresh. <laughs> but, yeah, it was. she's right. I mean, the business was just, he. It, could, it was barely supporting himself. I mean, we commercial fished the river. I worked for free. I kind of went out and did my own thing from about, you know, 18 to 22, I guess. And uh, then it after those, those first, uh, really the first three DVDs, Everybody thinks the first one, but when he made the first uh, DVD, or I guess it was VCR back yeah. then, uh, Duck Men 1, he sold about 100 of them. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't until the third one where, uh, you know, people started started catching on and buying the duck calls, and then he, he called me one day and just said, look, I need some help. I'll pay you. So uh, I guess I've been, so I worked for free till I was 22, and then I started getting paid. And and now he's retired, basically, from the business. And my brother actually owns the business, Willie. And uh, my dad, you know, he's still, he's in all the the DVDs now. And he does the TV show, and he works at the land. But that's kind of his hobby. Right. But he doesn't have anything to do with the business. So Willie Willie actually runs all of that now? That's his baby? It's, I mean, yeah. He, well, well, everybody thought I would take over. But because I was always the duck hunter of the bunch, and my other brothers they went duck hunting, but they never blew the duck calls and different things. And right. but I, you know, when it got time, it had gotten so big. I, you know, I'm a simple man, and uh, I just like to hunt. I like building duck calls. I, I don't mind it. And uh, I said, I just like what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I don't want to fool with the business part. And Willie's always kind of been an entrepreneur and into a little bit of everything. He's more of a business guy, and he's like, well, I tell you what. I'll buy it and run the business part of it, and you just keep doing what you're doing. And so I run all the duck call part and all that. I'm kind of the chief operating officer, and he's the executive. Mm-hmm. 
So, but if he tells me what to do, I got to do it. That's the only bad thing about this deal. <laughs> Can you still kick his fanny if you need to? Oh, I could. Well, we fought, fist fought, up until I was probably about 20-something. <laughs> we used to, uh, well, we'd fight every day, you know. That's why I learned at, a, at an early age, you never go to bed unarmed. Because no. that's when you're the most vulnerable. They used to have two pickup trucks when we were dating. And one of them was better than the other one. They were both just pieces of junk, basically. But mm-hmm. one was a little better than the other one. And Willie, when I would drive up, I would see Willie run out of the house as fast as he could to get in the best pickup truck because he knew Jason and I were fixing to go out. They were mm-hmm. rivals to the bitter end on everything. Yeah, we've actually always, we always fought until we got in business together, and now we're kind of the best of buds. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thought it wouldn't work, but it's actually uh, worked really well. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm learning. Good. I'm learning a lot about you. I mean, you're a romantic son of a gun. I mean, heading to the fish market and everything on a second date. <laughs> well, what you got to remember is, I figured we might as well find out early what kind of woman we're dealing with because I thought there's no sense wasting a bunch of money or time if she won't grab if she won't grab a bucket of fish heads and throw them in the back of the truck to go so we can catch one of the greatest things there is, which is a crawfish. I thought, you know, we'll send her right back to the house. Where I what do you out. what do you do with the crawfish, though? Well, back then we sold them. Of course, we had right. eaten our share because, you know, they're a delicacy. Right. I mean, we ate crawfish. I mean, I think one time in my life we ate them for like 40 straight days. Uh, it cooked all different ways. I mean, my mom and dad are two of the greatest cooks in the world, I think. I mean, they really enjoy cooking. I do, too. I mean, all, it's kind of weird that... You know, we, we make some jokes about our women picking our ducks and cooking. But all the Robertson boys, you know, we all cook. And uh, Willie's a fantastic cook, and my dad yeah. is a great cook. So uh, we're into cooking all kind of wildlife in all different ways and seeing if we can make it better. Mm-hmm. So, i got to ask you, because this, this came up on a, in a conversation I was having with somebody earlier today. Um, coots. All right, we are. We, Coots. We I got a surprise. I got a surprise guest that just joined us. Okay. I think he heard me talking about him, and uh, since I'm at his house, this is oh. Willie. Okay. Hey, Willie, welcome to the show, man. Whoa, I'm the Buck Commander. Oh Lord. <laughs> we're talking ducks, or we're talking bucks. We're not, we're Actually, he that. was talking about coots. He was fixing to tell me. I was going to tell you, if you're going to eat a coot, you better get a lot of garlic and a lot of onions. We're talking about coot, Commander. All right, I'm starting a new company. <laughs> no, I actually, when I was talking to your brother on the pre-show interview, I asked him about that boss hog suit of yours. <laughs> uh, that. I mean, you talk about sticking out like a diamond in a particular kind of punch ball. <laughs> Has anybody in America figured that out? What exactly was the boss hog suit? Adam LaRoche, the first baseman for the Atlanta Braves, tagged me with the boss hog, and our producer with Benelli said, how about we get a hog suit? So, obviously, I had to pay for it, but we got the hog suit, and there you go. It's on the first of the TV show. It was a subliminal message. It was. Was it? You figured it out. Yeah. And Some of our comedy is so subliminal that it's not even funny. I thought it was actually pretty blatant, you know. So, so, so Benelli got you to, to dress up in a white dancing monkey suit. And you're just... Yeah, well, they just looked at his closet and they said, well, this ought to work. And they said, walk down the middle of the street and we'll see what happens. That's awesome. You got any, you got any, got ran over. You, you got any uh, clothing that's going to be making the new shows this next season? Man, I tell you, I'm working on my fall collection right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what 
exactly that's going to be. Uh, you know, I just work on my designer and see what happens. You got any loud Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> oh, I have many of those. Many. I of love those. those things, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw something out at them for sure. Well, the yeah. golf course where we played, they had to make an amendment to the clothing rule after Willie played there a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was hot about it. They call it the Taliban. Of anyway. Golf course, you know. I, you know what? I, I was telling your brother when I was in high school, I was on the golf team, and to make extra money and to get some of my golf balls back, we used to have to wade some of those ponds. And most of the ponds that we have are, you know, they're fed with with streams. Okay, so the water's constantly getting turned over on a real regular basis, okay? But that swamp hole you jumped into over, what, a $5 oh, bet? The things I did. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That got, yeah. no, no. That could have been some substantial coin there. That was uh, that was about $30, so I did not have to pay. But it was not my first time uh, in the rodeo, so to speak. It wasn't my first time in the lake looking for golf balls. Good Lord, I think the word to that is microbes. There was a lot of microbes going around there, bacteria. He'd have been eating amoxicillin like chiclets for the next three days. <laughs> you know, what was funny about it is I never noticed my other brother was just wading around. He was he was just like a deer in the headlights. He was Mr. Death Finder, so, so, so nobody got injured. But I don't know how he convinced him of doing that. You know? Because he was on, in on the bet with me, and he oh, had to check the depth. I was not jumping into the lake not knowing how deep it was. That particular pond I've never jumped into. So he had to check the depth. That was his... That was his penance for it and then I would go ahead and full off jump in it. Well the sad thing about the show was if they'd have had a camera set up from my angle, which was from the rear, when he got his weight going forward, his trousers shifted and they went downward and it was one of the scariest sights I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> because I turned around and told the cameraman, I said, y'all going to have to get one of those blur things where you blur things out. <laughs> it was partial nudity. <laughs> yeah. I so thought, this is, this is a family show here. <laughs> but uh, they said, no, we had the other two angles. Then they actually talked about trying something? to do it again. Can, so, can I ask you something? Was, yeah. Was, was that almost as bright white as the suit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, ain't in the sun bed, so Yeah, it was like a imagination. It was like a big crevice moon shining. <laughs> 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 so that's one of the subtleties of the shows that the show that I guess people. <laughs> oh my gosh! So what is that? Somebody beeping in? We'll no, talk all about no, it. This, 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 this show took a left hand turn real quick. <laughs> yeah. We want to. <laughs> We're at partial nudity. What, what, what's next? What's oh, next? Well, you know what? Um, Missy was just telling us I used to shoot out the door the minute she pulled out in the driveway so you could get the better of the two pickups before you know your brother could take her out on a date. Yeah, I didn't even remember that. Really? <laughs> yeah. She was throwing you under the bus there, Will, about the truck. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now, that. women, you, if you've been married long enough, you, you both ought to know this. Women can remember everything. Okay. Yeah. Sherry can remember every time I've ever said anything to her that she did not agree with or she was got upset about. She can not remember what I said. She can remember what time of the day it was, where we were at, what I was wearing, or where we were eating, or whatever. And, and she, she'll just rattle this stuff off, and I'll look at her with, I know what the stupidest look I've ever gotten on my face. It's like, 
Yeah, it's the way they're built. I mean, she gets all upset at me because I can't remember my kids' names sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Especially I'm like, hey, hey, you. <laughs> well, you get mad, you know, and your, your mind goes elsewhere. But, you know, you're right. They remember, you know, what happened 14 years ago. Now, my wife said that the other night. We were at a ball game. She said, you remember what happened on this date? And I was like, what? And she was like, our first kiss. I mean, that was 23 years ago. Well, a lot's happened since then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they remember that important stuff, you know, um, right. except for they don't remember things like, honey, where did I put my keys? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't remember that. Well, they got to be pretty tough to put up with us because we hunt for 75 straight days. Hey, my that, wife. Uh, honestly, does that ever – I know Willie doesn't haul his cheeks out and go down there. I mean, that's been pretty much made evident with the TV series, which <laughs> – <laughs> I mean, Willie, everybody's throwing you under the bus here. Somebody's got to run the business. Come on. No, sure. no, no, Don't I, make I, him I, too mad because if he throws me out of the house, this interview will be yeah, over. Yeah. I know. No, I'm just saying. I mean, they, they kind of made a big deal out of it that, you know, everybody was down there but Willie. Um, and, yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's always, you know, he likes the mid-morning hunts and the afternoon hunts a little more than the – because my right. dad is famous for, you know, he'll say – get down here an hour before it's time to leave. I mean, it, we get down there an hour before we're even leaving to go to the duck hole. So it actually starts about 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, you know, it's pretty tough. Yeah. But, Will, you know, Willie has to run the business. Tell me, if we was all out there, I think this whole thing would go up in smoke. Right, I mean, I, I can appreciate that. But, you know, uh, it's just one of those things. I, I Honestly, as much as I love hunting, I honestly could not see myself doing it every day for 75 or 80 days. Right? You know? yeah. Well, I can't complain about it because if I do, people say, what are you, crazy? But actually, this last year, uh, with doing the TV show too, I mean, it did, uh, you know, cross my mind. I thought, you know what? I won't mind when this is over. Right. <laughs> because they were kind of interfering with the hunting a little bit, some of their TV crew, because they'd try to get right in your face on shots and things, and you know. It's just it was it was starting to become a problem, you know, where we couldn't hunt because these guys don't hunt. I mean, they just they're out there trying to get the shots. They got producers hollering at them, telling them to get the shot. And uh, you know, we got, I got a firearm in my hand. I'm trying to shoot a duck and pushing him out of the way because if worst you know case scenario, I will move a cameraman out of the way so we can we can get the duck. <laughs> So that hunting is now a full contact sport. Okay, all right, I understand. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've knocked a couple out of the way. I'll tell you what, I've I've really thoroughly enjoyed the show, and I and first time that Sherry saw it, she was walking through the living room, and I was sitting there, and I'd I'd recorded it on Sunday morning, and I was watching it Sunday afternoon, and she comes walking through the through the living or through the living room there, and she stops, and she looked at that, and she looked at me, and she goes, "What is this?" I said, "This is the the Duck Commander TV series. This is even before I talked to you guys about coming on the show, right?" And uh, she goes, they look like ZZ Top. I said, honey, I think that's the plan, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the plan is, look, everybody says, it says, why do you grow them beards? And, and I always say the same thing. I said, no, it's doing that on its own. I'm just not shaving it off. Right. And when you think about it from a hunting perspective, you know, it's, it keeps you warm. It's good camouflage. Yeah. Uh, you know, it helps us. So, so we're, you know, we're, we're pretty proud of it. And right after, right after the season's over, do you cut them off? I do. Uh, I shave. Used to, I'd shave for a few months. Yeah, no. Yeah. 
Willie, you've had yours. Hey, I'm and nah, I'm sweating like crazy right now. Believe me, but uh, <laughs> I'm heading to I'm heading to Illinois this weekend to deer hunt, and uh, I think it's about 32 degrees there. So believe me, the the hair will be a comfort then. What's what's yeah, the deer I'm hunting? You'll now. get up you'll you'll get up early in the morning to go shoot deer. Is that it? Well, you know, I will. Now look, you they caught me on one bad morning and so uh they threw it out there. It was not my fault, it was the He tried to use his phone, phone as an alarm clock. Which I didn't even know it had an alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have tried that. Well Bill says let I can Phil says let's get down there. Phil says let's get there at, you know, three o'clock in the morning. Well, when you hadn't shot anything, about 9 o'clock, he says, Hey, boys, the Mallards get here at 10 o'clock. So I'm just sitting there going, well, Let's just show up at 9.30 and let's kill the Mallards at 10 o'clock if that's when it's going to happen. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I could, I, I hate to say this, Willie, but, you know, Jace and, and Missy were stifling some Snickers because I got a feeling, the truth be known, you probably camp out late a lot, don't you? Uh, well, and I understand with Buck Commander, my partners are major league baseball players, so they they got another side job, and they'll play till ten o'clock. They'll call me about midnight. That's yeah. when it all starts getting going. So, yeah, I have to stay up a little late at night to uh, to keep up with them boys. I understand. How's your Buck Commander thing coming along? Is it doing all right? It's going fantastic. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a spot on ESPN right now that's running. Uh, I think in the central time zone it's 7:26. It's at the end of Whitetail Country, and uh, we made a little three-minute spot for that. But uh, we were working on our TV show that'll be airing 2010, uh, hopefully right behind the Duck Commander. And uh, we've got uh, Chipper Jones and Adam LaRoche are in Oklahoma right now hunting. So hopefully in the morning they'll pop a deer and uh you know we'll get going we've got a couple of deer this year and like i said i'm heading to illinois this weekend to hopefully get something down and we are filming the show and it's on its way we got two dvds out and uh you know it's coming along good it's really fun and you know it's good i'm kind of the the, the black sheep of the family going into deer hunting from the duck hunting's perspective yeah we're not the rest of us we we shoot them just to eat but i'm not a big deer hunter you know yeah well, here in Kansas, you know, we've got a few deer running around here, but they're they're kind of retarded deer. You know, you can get up late and go hunt them. <laughs> as long as they taste good, you know. Actually, they do. They taste yeah. real good. <laughs> a buddy of mine shot a uh, 15-point non-typical uh, about three weeks ago, um, and that thing, he he estimated it weighed 400 pounds on the hoof. Said it had like, uh, yeah, had like three inches of fat just layered on him. You sure it wasn't a cow? No, I, I saw pictures of it. Oh, it, it okay. definitely was a deer. No, we got yeah. we got some big deer here. I mean, we really truly do. Um, Are you got in some, Kansas? Who am yeah. I talking to? Where is this at in Kansas? Uh, I live in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, that's where all the big. Well, I tell you what, in a couple of weeks I'll be heading to Fort Scott, Kansas, where uh, we'll have our first uh, Buck Commander hunt. So uh, that's mm-hmm. where Adam LaRoche lives. So he's not far from Wichita. No, Fort Scott's in the eastern part of the state, and they got quite a few deer over there. Where you're going to see, I mean, you're going to see a lot of deer. Don't don't mis, uh, misunderstand, but we have we have whitetails predominantly in the eastern part of the state, and in the western part of the state, we have quite a few mule deer. But we also have some of the biggest whitetails on the planet because they're they can stay out there in the middle of nowhere, and you got a better chance of dropping bombs on them than you do of getting a shot at them. I mean, they're oh, yeah. out in the boonies. You know. Well, Adam, 
Adam has a he has a great place in uh, in Fort Scott, and he actually owns property in Missouri as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. we hunt Missouri and we hunt uh, Kansas, and there's some there's some monsters out there. Two of the biggest deer we shot on Buck Commander have come from Kansas. So uh, yeah, Ron, Ron Langerhans killed a uh, 178 class, I believe, uh, last year, and uh, and then Adam came in with a 164 three class in Kansas on October 2nd of last year, so mm-hmm. that's some big deer in Kansas, there's no doubt about that, so I bought yeah. my rifle tag for Kansas, so I'll be coming up December 3rd, heading up into the Kansas area, smoking a deer up there. I use my doe tag, we get two doe tags for our property, and I use them, I'm into those 40, 50 pounders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, they're way easier to skin. Every time I say that, deer hunters get offended. But I mean, I got two doe tags, and I, you know, that's what I like to eat. Mm-hmm. So, and we're definitely not hurting the herd because there's just deer running everywhere over there. But there's no there's big a herd ones. of them. Yeah. So yeah, the, the deer down there don't get all that big body wise. I mean, they don't need to because the water no, gets no. really. I mean, the farther north you go, the bigger the body deer are, and that's simply because they've got to, yeah. you know. Well, you'd think there wouldn't be so many of them. There's so many rednecks around, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know. <laughs> well, they're all hunting ducks, so. Um, well, that's true, that's true. You know, the the deal with the with the Duck Commander TV series, I think it's just been, honestly, did, did you guys ever anticipate it being as popular as it is? Uh, no. We all said, basically, I think Willie was yes, more I positive <laughs> about it than we were, but me and Phil especially, we said this won't work. Because you got to remember, uh, you know, we didn't, like I said before, Benelli, you know, it's their show, and so we're not privy to the footage. We get interviewed separately, so I don't know what everybody else is saying. And uh, mm-hmm. we do little bits here and there, but, you know, we're out there filming and hunting. Most of the, you know, the actual hunting shots was either our cameraman, my little brother, Chip, or, uh, you know, most of their stuff they couldn't get because they're, you know, had had their cameras on tripods and different things. So so the some of the interview stuff just seemed silly to me. I thought, this is not going to work. I mean, and they really wouldn't, uh, they just asked us open questions. It's probably the only reality show that's really real. They would just say, talk about something, and we would just sit there and talk. And it seemed like I would talk for just, you know, forever. And they, and I'd be like, is that what you're looking for? And they're like, yep, that's what we needed. So when the show came out, we were watching it like everybody else. And, uh, you know, we were surprised. But a lot of it, you know, just seems like our normal way we do things, you know. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, no, I didn't think people would ever want to watch it. I mean, I just thought it would seem kind of silly. We thought it would have to be more hunting involved, but the reason we went along with it is because we wanted to encourage more people to get involved in hunting, especially kids, you know, and just people, and, and the people who support, you know, hunters, like wives and different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were in for that because we got to do something to, to try to help duck hunting because it seems to be going in decline every year, year after year after year. So the I'm numbers driving. are really are really hurting as far as the number of people yeah. getting into it. Well, that was the only thing I, you know, I got a little perturbed at some of the hardcore hunters because they were like, "Well, how come there's not more hunting on it?" And I was trying to explain to them, I was like, "Look, because we're trying to get more people, you know, involved in the sport, especially kids. And if something's just all hunting and all kill shots, you know, one right after another, they just kind of stereotype them, you know, and they just don't watch it. That that's what we've been trying to do for years." Right. And uh so we wanted to try something different. 
And uh, we've noticed that uh, for half the people that have commented about the show, uh, I would say over half that have talked to me, they've never hunted before in their life. Mm-hmm. So somehow or another, they're watching the show. I don't know. I, I, I didn't think they would have the outdoor channel, but obviously, you know, they're watching it. So Right. Well, I tell you what, um, I, I can tell you right now that the members of my family, including my wife, my my wife hunts, okay, So, but she's not a duck hunter. She, she's a deer person. Um, well, we encourage that, yeah, with, you know, with the women hunting. You know, we, we make a few jokes about, you know, women picking ducks and everything, but I think it's great. I mean, my... My wife has got more, you know, talk about the the things she said and because it helps, you know, other people. Because it is pretty rough, you know, hunting. There's always been arguments for ever since time began about, you know, when a husband goes out hunting all day and, you know, what are you doing? You're not spending any time and you're tired and all the things that go on. So we decided to try to, you know, show some of that. I mean, we opened up our lives to do it and they filmed it. And, uh, but, you know, I think it's been a success. But don't the yeah. lions and the lions, don't the lionesses hunt? Is that the way that works? Yeah, the Actually, lionesses the, hunt. The truth well, the lions sit up, so sit why, up the get women, why are all the women hunting and we're just laying around yawning? I was going to say that. In, in the wilderness, cold. the women go out and do all the hunting, and <laughs> and the, the the guys are just lounging around waiting to, to take it over once they get it down. Yeah, you know, man, you're making us sound kind of like just pigs. You know? I'm just I'm just telling you that's how it is in the world of lions, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm not the one that brought it up. I was thinking, you know, don't go there, Willie. Don't go there, but he did. Well, the other so, day know. I was watching you know National Geographic, and I was like, no, wait a minute, the the women lions are hunting. So what what is the deal? Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't you don't even want to know about hyenas because the in in the hyenas the female is the is the alpha, you know the the males are subservient to her. Mm-hmm. The yeah, now see see, aren't you lucky you weren't born a, 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 a hyena? Hey, I'm glad I'm a man, not a hyena. There you y'all go. gotten y'all gotten beyond my comprehension. <laughs> we might ought to bring it back to duck. All right, okay. Well, let me. I don't hunt you. things that can hunt me. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That hyenas are very scary animals. To tell you the least. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let me ask Missy a real quick question here. You know, with the popularity of the show and everything. Hang on, hang on, just just a second. She, hey, I'm out of here. I gotta go cook my supper. So, uh, uh, Missy had to take a break. Out. She's been I'm, under I'm the weather. I'm putting Willie back, back on. So well, here. hold on before Willie runs off. Willie. Willie's gone. Okay. He just took off. I'm here. He, he's fixed to cook. Willie starts cooking about this time of night, nine thirty, ten o'clock, and he wonders why he's getting heavy. Uh, yeah, that'll do it to you. <laughs> yeah. Was he wearing, was he wearing them flip flops he wore in that coaching sequence in the show? <laughs> no, but I'm gonna tell you, everything he wears is, is is like that. He's always look. He's always been like that. Cause a lot of people say, I can't believe that boy's doing that for that show. He's been doing that since he was three or four years old. I mean, that's just the way he rolls. And, uh, you know, a lot of stuff about that people just, you just wouldn't believe, but I guess it's just, it's true. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, that's the way he is. He's always done that his whole life. If he sees us some rules about what you wear, he he just, he don't wear that. He wears mm-hmm. something else. You know, he kind of mm-hmm. goes to a different drum beat, but it takes us all. I mean, the good thing about our crew is that weirdness is in, because we're right. all a little weird. You know what? I, I would have figured that out had you never told me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, but that's okay. I mean, that's that's part of. The, you know, how do I say this? Oh, uh, you're not going to offend me. Just no, I'm not. I'm not no, no, I'm just trying to say yeah. you guys are extremely unpretentious. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, there's some guys, 
and I'm, I, I know you've had guests on your shows, and, and you've hunted with people before when you guys are right. filming and stuff, and, and they're worried about what they look like, you know, and, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. And you guys are just you. Well, that's just, I think it's just, it comes from our upbringing, you know. We were just dirt poor and uh, didn't have anything. And I'm getting a reverberation here. Where, where's that coming from? Uh, I have no idea. It's on your end. Yeah. But, uh, here, talk to her. But what it, what it is, we just grew up, you know, everybody was worth something, no matter how much they had or what they looked like. And I guess that just carried you know, carried over them, and we say what we think, which we argue a lot, my family, but we all get along. It's pretty right. amazing. You would think that we'd have some big blow-up. We get along great, you know. We just, if somebody has a different opinion, they come on out with it, we discuss it, but we leave it right there. We don't take it personal, you know. Oh, we can get loud, definitely, around. Oh, I can tell. Or, I... or, or any time, Christmas time, any time, really. Yeah. Especially if Cy is involved. Oh, yeah, me and old Cy, we go after it now. <laughs> but Cy, you know, he he's my uncle and I love him, but he's crazy. And uh you know, he's just he he thinks he's got all these things he thinks and he has no evidence to prove them. He thinks he's seen black panthers all over our woods and everybody else has been there and nobody else has seen them and I said, "Cy, it could be those 4-inch thick Coke bottle glasses you got on." <laughs> May be the problem, you know. <laughs> but uh, but I love old Si. He's one of the funniest people you'll ever be around. You know, we hope to get Si in the show more. He, he's a little camera shy sometimes, but uh, mm-hmm. we're working him in slow. But he, he was in a few episodes, and, and he'll be back next year, you know. Well, Missy, real quickly. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, Willie came in there and sucked all your airtime out, man. <laughs> no, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, no. Um, with, with the demands, with the demands of the filming and the hunting and everything, I mean, of course, the hunting's been part of this since you got involved with this, right? right. And and that's been very different from how I was raised. My dad, my dad was a pretty slick, slick, slicked up preacher man. Didn't hunt mm-hmm. or anything, so I didn't grow up at all with anything like this. Right. So it's very different way of life for me. And I mean, has has it? I mean, is it a, a, a blessing or is it a mixed blessing? Oh, or? oh my goodness, definitely. It just takes. A, it took a lot for me to get used to. I right. remember when we were first married, and it was I don't know. It was <clears throat> remember that Jason. The fact we had a big fight one night because did it was, we ever fight? No. I didn't think we ever had a fight. It was huh. because it was getting late at night. Well, I say late at night, late in the evening, and and he hadn't come home. And I couldn't get him. Of course, that was before cell phones and everything was were, mm-hmm. were very popular, I guess. Oh, yeah. We had and to go over the rule. We did. And I was so worried about him. And I would call down at his parents' house. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? No, no, no. They didn't act like, whatever. They didn't care. You know? Right. But then when he got home, I mean, I just lit into him. I cannot believe you've not called me and told me that you Because where they live is way out. So... Even when he gets back to his parents' house, it's another 30, 45 minutes before he gets home. Mm-hmm. Well, he told me right, he got he got right up close to me and said, you never worry about me when I'm in the boat. I'm more comfortable in the boat than I am in a car. And I was like, okay. So from then on, I just never asked. Yeah, we just, we kind of have a rule. If I leave before daylight, if I'm not back after dark, all right, call somebody. Like but an if, hour after dark, yeah. after if, that. But if I leave after worry. dark, 
it's like frog hunting and stuff like that or scouting or you know sometimes we we put all our decoys out at night mm-hmm. I said, if i leave after dark and i'm not home by daylight well then you might all start looking around <laughs> right you know because you know you do get into some things but you know i, I feel a lot more comfortable she's right when i'm in the woods and in the water i mean that's i feel like that's where i i belong you know but right. it's still even even after 20 years of marriage I still worry. It's just always going to happen well, yeah. the way it is. Yeah, you need to. I mean, um, that that place where you guys always hunt that's on those shows down where it shows you driving down the little roads and whatever, is that yeah. is that owned by your family? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, so my dad owns that? one side of the road, and me and Willie own a, own a little piece of property on the other side. I say me and Willie. I think he paid for it, but he put my name on it. But... uh. We yeah, and that's our that's our place. That's where we camped out last year, pretty much the whole season. We took one trip to Kansas, and right. we stopped back at Arkansas on the way for the show. Now is that water now, this, there year round? No, no. But and and this is this is where we're at this year, which is pretty crazy. We have a you know it's just a low area, and we have a water control structure on it. And we flood it every year for the ducks. And my dad has worked over there, you know, for about the last since duck season closed to get it ready for this year. But we've had all this rain. Right now, those roads that you saw us riding on, they're about six foot deep. Uh, the river has come up, and the Washita River, and uh, it's flooded everything. So we've been busy lining up trips because it looks like this year, this year's show is going to be on the road, unless yeah. we want to shoot a bunch of divers, you know, because it's going to be too deep. Right. Which we're a little worried about Phil's house and all where we filmed all the shots and everything because the water will get in their yard. Mm-hmm. It's happened three times since they've lived down there in the last 30 years. And uh, where you basically have to boat in and out to their house. Because my dad, he's not leaving. So they just, it turns into a floating camp, you know. Right. <laughs> so, well, you know, the one thing I, I, my son and I were watching in one of the shows, and uh, he's like, Dad, remember that show you did about personal flotation devices? I said, Yeah, I do. He says, Where are theirs? Oh, well, that's the deal. At our property, uh, nowhere's over your head. So okay. that's why there's, yeah, yeah. we get asked that. I've, we've been asked that before. Yeah, In man. fact, there's nowhere over waist deep. Now, this year, if you see us hunting over there, you'll probably see flotation devices because it's deep. Yeah. Cause the river, but, but the river may fall out, too. I mean, if it doesn't rain, we still got six weeks for duck season. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're hoping. But right now, I mean, in the last week, it has rained down here. Just, I mean, it, it just hadn't quit. So my that's dad's great. all panicky about it because he don't, you know, he he don't want it to be high water. Yeah. So. Did Did anybody um, who fixed the mailbox? <laughs> I took that mailbox and uh, I was going to fix it, and I just kind of, you know, I'm not much of a mechanic or a fixer. <laughs> But none of us are. It's kind of crazy. All we do is tear stuff up, basically. Right. Willie was supposed yeah. to build me a new one, and yeah, of that course never happened. that didn't happen. So I took what was left, and I shoved it back into the ground. <laughs> I still got the same one out there hanging, but it's barely hanging. I can see it wobbling in the wind, so he about tore it up. Yeah, that's the, that, that was the first day we filmed. That's the first thing that happened about 15 minutes into filming as he ran over my my mailbox. That's awesome. <laughs> I really wasn't too happy about it. I'm sure you weren't. But you can't be. Yeah, I thought it was a federal crime. I, they cut it all is. that out of the show. I, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pressing charges. You can't run over somebody's mailbox. That's a federal offense. It is. You might want to join yeah. that. I mean, you know. 
I threaten anybody with that. Somebody that's also a mail carrier is liable to get a hold of that film and just have a good time with him. So. Well, yeah. You know, they've never really said much to us. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I guess they just look at us and say, I don't think there's any point going down that road. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've always, I've always, you know, just monitored that in order for us to live, something has to die. I mean, it may be a head of cabbage or, a, you know, a duck, but uh, that's just the way the Almighty made it, is the, you know, with the food chain. But what they don't realize is that all these millions of acres that are protected for all these wildlife, the, the hunters actually paid for that, you know. Even with our company, we... I would hate to put a number on the amount of money that we have invested in every kind of organization, you know, to help every kind of wildlife there is, mm-hmm. plus with just donating the products and different things. And uh, so, you know, it's a responsibility being at the top of the food chain, but, you know, there's a few days during the year you can enjoy it, and that's the way we look at it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we harvest our animals and we eat them. And uh, I go through every season. I mean, my parents, we cook all. We start with doves, and, you know, we go to squirrel, and then we eat the teal. And we just, you know, then we, we'll we'll have our deer, and then we'll get to the ducks, you know. And then late in the season when everything's open, sometimes we just go on meat hunts, you know. And uh, you're basically just, you know, taking anything that's edible and that's legal. Okay, so uh, on your on your list of things that aren't edible, what do you got there? Well, there's a few things I've tried. I tried to eat a mountain lion one time, and I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, right. Some guy, some guy cooked him up for us, and uh, I just said I'm never eating another cat. That's all that. Right. But I mean, the Almighty said you could eat anything that walked, crawled, plowed, or swim. But there's just some things, you know. I just he didn't say you'd I, like it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, if I'm starving to death, I might try. But, you know, right below us, the Cajun country, they take that literally. They literally eat anything. I mean, the the guys who are uh, one of our sponsors for the show, Pawpaw's P-Rose, they come up every year and hunt with us. And they usually bring us the biggest shrimp you've ever seen in your life. But last year they said, we got a special surprise, and they brought a coot and oyster gumbo. And my dad popped the lid on it, and he said, I can't eat anything that smells like that. And, and he wouldn't try it. <laughs> but you've got to understand something about the Robertsons and Easy, their babe. food and their food. Nothing comes between them and their food, and yeah, they are true. very picky. So we don't eat out. We don't eat at restaurants and things because what we often. what we cook and eat is way better than any restaurant right. has to offer. So if we're going to have a celebration. Why would I go to a restaurant, you know, when I I'm not even I'm not even sure what I'm eating technically. Right. And uh so we just tend to have big family gatherings and uh you know, we just live off the land around here. There's woods everywhere. Uh you know, just the other night we were coming home from church and uh, I stopped at a now we're in the middle of town here, major highway and I stopped it was the light rain that started falling. I stopped at a stop sign and I was looking right in the middle of the road. And my wife said, what are you doing? I said, hang on one second. I put it up in park. I got down on my knees and I started crawling because I realized that in, in the, the middle, middle of the road, middle of the road, we have got a giant bullfrog. And so I looked both ways for traffic. I jumped out there and caught him. <laughs> I got back in the vehicle. Missy started hollering, ah, you know. 
And my well, kids are like, Daddy, what are you doing? We were coming home from church. There were yeah. like people who were behind us and in front of us. I said, yeah. no, you're not. You're not doing that. I yes, said, he I, did. I said, kids, let me, let me tell you something. Tonight we eat like kings. Oh, I took him home, cleaned him in the sink, and fried him up and ate him within 15 minutes. <laughs> that is true. That is a true story. <laughs> I just thought I'd let you in on that. This, you know what? That's when you get an outdoorsman in the indoors, and you get all this concrete, and you see something that's not right. But I actually saved that frog's life for a little bit because he was, he was just going to get, you know, somebody's going to run over him. You might have took his place as far as the big grease spot out there today. <laughs> well, I mean, I gave I gave him I gave him a little better death because you know the hunt we had us a little hunt there cat and mouse game. Well, that's the difference between eating to live and living to eat. The Robertsons yeah. live to eat. That now your wife and your kids were in the car just dying. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yes, Please, definitely. dear God, don't let anybody come by that knows this. No, no, the kids were loving it. They were loving it. Oh, they loved really? it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. see, well, one of these days, they'll, when they, you know, when they eat their frogs, they'll realize why I did that. Because I'm telling you, that's one of the greatest tasting things there is on the planet. Oh, I love you would frog ne- legs. Yeah, you would never think it that's by true. looking at him. That's true. But, I mean, wow. and I just, I just want to give praise to the man who said, I think I'm going to try to eat that. You know, for the first time. <laughs> that and a crawfish, too. I mean, you look at a crawfish, you'd say, no, that won't work. That's fish bait. Yeah. That's but what, boy, that's what we use for up here. I mean, honestly. Uh, really? Fish up well, here, yeah. I couldn't do it. I'd have to eat him first. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't bait my hook with a crawfish. That's something I couldn't oh. do. Or a shrimp. I see people that take shrimp. I can't do it. I'll put them in a pot and boil them. Right. You know. Yeah, I hear you. I I got the same feelings about shrimp, but um, your dad, you said your dad used to be a commercial fisherman down there on the river? Uh Hey, did I lose you? Yeah. Oh, we're back? I don't know what happened right there. I lost you for a second. You might want to tell Willie to invest in some better phone lines. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's people keep calling here, you know, but anyway. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. they're hearing you on the show. Is you on that radio show? Oh no! I think they're just calling Willie. Willie, Willie gets more calls. That's why I don't have a have a phone. You know, there's no calling me. I don't have a phone. Right, that works people, out pretty good. Well, people just started calling, and uh, you know, I just thought I got to get some sleep, and so finally I just took the phone out of the house. But uh, yeah, he commercial fished for years. He taught me how to do it, and I still do a little bit. We we chase them flatheads, uh, those Opelousas catfish. I don't know what y'all call them, but uh, flathead. Yeah, we eat them. (laughs) Y'all don't call them flatheads? Yeah. Big old flathead catfish, yeah. Matter of fact. He only eats things that are alive. You know, when people say we're going to eat catfish, they eat those old blue catfish. I wouldn't eat one of them for anything. But an op, you know, a flathead, he's he's a delicacy. Mm -hmm. You eat the belly meat off a... Off a of flathead catfish, I mean, there's, there's nothing better. We eat those about once a week during the, you know, from the winter time, about right now, up until the summer. So we're always chasing them. They actually filmed a couple of days of me catching them and all that, but uh, they had the, their cameraman. They they were he couldn't hold his camera steady. You know, he was too nervous out there on the water because there's a lot of current out there, mm-hmm. and uh, so they got him another cameraman. But they'll probably run that next year's show. Yeah, flatheads. We've got we got we've got some lakes around here that have got some really big ones in it. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, the current world record came from here. Really, a like hundred and some odd pounds, over a hundred pounds. The old boy that caught it, 
I actually hooked it on a on a jig. He was fishing for crappies up in the rocks, and his big old catfish just sucked that little old jig in, thinking it was a minnow. And the only reason he caught that fish is because it managed to get itself stuck up there in the shallows, you know. Uh, but uh, the old boy that caught it wasn't much bigger than the fish. I swear to God, the thing was huge. Huge, yeah, huge. I've caught some. I've caught some big ones myself. You know, which really they're too big to eat. But you just have to. I give them. We got some widow ladies, you know, that we uh, take care of from church, and we, we, we keep them. You know, because a lot of time when the ducks are really here, or we're catching a lot of fish. You know, that's what we do. I get that. I get asked that a lot. They're like, "What do you do with all them ducks?" Because the law says you can't have more than twelve on you at any time. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think is kind of a dumb law, in my opinion, because you can kill six a day in Louisiana. So at some point, you know, which law is right? But, uh, so, you know, if you kill six every day, that's 360. Well, I don't think you can eat that many, you know. So what we do is we we feed the widows and the orphanages, and uh, and we got, you know, we, we take care of them with fish and deer. And so we do a lot of good things with that. You know, they love seeing me pull up, you know. So that's a that's another good deed you can do, you know, that comes by hunting. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a lot of that. I mean, there's there's a lot of organizations out there that uh, do a lot of what you're talking about. But it's yeah. nice to see you guys are just kind of doing it on your own. You know. Oh yeah, we have a. It's it's pretty much an enterprise. It's a duck commander enterprise on the on the game. So uh, yeah. it's good. We uh well we got we got this lady named Miss Uriedale. She's an old black lady. I don't know how old she is. I asked her one time, and she said, "I'll slap you if you ask me that again." <laughs> but uh, look, she's she's eating everything I've ever brought her. But one time I brought her some shovelers and uh you know the the duck and yeah. the, with the big bill, and she said, "Sonny." She said, don't bring me any more with them big old bills on them. And I was like, well, man, if she'll turn one down. They must be bad, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. But uh, any, anything else, I'm telling you, they'll eat them buffalo, you know, and fish. They'll eat carp and goo, and I mean, she loves them. So I guess you put enough season on anything, you you can get it down. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that. Uh, I I was telling you earlier that uh, we had some gumbo. This guy made gumbo out of coot and snow yeah. geese, and I, you know, and. Oh. Uh, I couldn't well, believe that's, it. Well, that's a rough combo there. I'm telling you what. When he told me what was in there, I honestly thought he was just pulling my socks off, you know. Uh, but it tasted really good. Of course, you know, he, it did have enough garlic in it that it would have made an Italian wince, but, you know, that's probably why, you know. Hmm. But it was pretty well, good. Well, I'd be worrying. Uh, I'd, be, I'd have to admit, I'd be worrying about, I wouldn't be so much worrying about the entrance as I would the exit if I had something <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a family show, but yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, you know, yeah. a snow goose and a coot, let's try that. Yeah. I don't know. That's something my dad, you know, I mean, there are people that eat them, and, and we find those people, and we, we we fix them up, you know. But uh, right. but those are two things I really, I don't I don't know if I've ever uh, harvested a snow goose or a uh, coot in my life. I don't believe I've ever shot I've one. never shot a coot. I've never shot a coot. No, now, I you know, my them. dad had a, had a policy that if you shoot it, you eat it, you know, you get to clean it. Yeah. And I, and yeah, when that's I was kind pushing, of the way we are. Yeah. Yeah, well, his policy also went that if he shoots it, i got to clean it. So mm. um, Yeah, a lot of people get a wrong idea about us because they see us, you know, shoot ducks and all, but... You know, I, I tell you the truth, I don't have to shoot a duck to enjoy it. I mean, you know, I, I just really don't. I, I like the pursuit. I mean, I like the calls, the calling them, 
mm-hmm. convincing them that our our decoys are ducks way more, you know, than I do the shooting. I like to eat them, and you know, especially like them on the grill. But mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, it's like way down the the chain of events that you know bring joy to me is the actual shooting. It's, it's just, you know, it's just a little small part of it to us. Right. But you know, people want to watch that, and that's the most exciting part of it. And you know, that's fine. You but know what? I'll I tell you right now. Um, I think the reason, honestly, this is just my opinion. There, I think the reason the show is such a success because it isn't all about just shooting stuff twenty four seven. I mean, that well, gets, that's right. That yeah. gets real well, old. That was a group decision, you know, we made. And I think it was, you know, a risky one. But uh, you know, we didn't have a whole lot to lose. We we said, you know, Benelli wanted to do it, and. Uh, they they really took all the risk. We we just said, hey, you know, let, let's try it and uh, let's try doing something different and uh, real. And uh, a lot of you know, you open yourself up to a lot of things. Having a camera follow you around for five weeks, pretty much, you know, all day and night. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, uh, it it was fun. It was it wasn't too bad. And and if people find it, you know, enjoyable, I mean, that's that's all the more, you know, that's, that's we're better for it. So well, we appreciate everybody watching. I mean, it's we're gonna we we said we weren't gonna do it again, but but everyone seemed to like it. We got such a good response, so we're gonna do it at least one more year. We actually start tomorrow, and right. uh, we don't film tomorrow. We're just you know we have a couple of days of kind of getting lined out, and then we'll then we'll start. Did, have you have you seen it help or do anything for your DVD sales? Uh yeah, I mean overall our business you know kind of went out the roof. But which is you know a great thing, but uh, it's hard for us to keep up. So if you're waiting on you, if you're listening to this and you're waiting on your products, we're doing the best we can. But uh, you know we just didn't know really what to expect, so we hated to get ready. And uh, the DVDs are a little easier because once it's made, you know, Duckman Thirteen Fear the Beer was the name of it. Then you know you can just get some. But the duck calls and all that's a little more difficult because we we you know assemble them by hand and we do all of them I mean, it's just me and three other guys mm-hmm. and uh so and re- and i'm the only tuner me and uh the walrus but he's been so busy with other things just because we've had you know such a hike in the business that i'm telling you i've built more duck calls this year than i've ever built so which is a good you thing. guys were you assemble all your calls is it that little shed right there behind your dad's place that's it. I do a lot of them at my house, too. They didn't feel me doing that, you know. Okay. But they tried to one day, and I was like, oh, y'all get out of here. Right. But, uh, you know, you get tired of them after a while. Oh, yeah. But anything that I don't need, you know, special machines or, or whatever, which is only three or four, uh, you know, some of them I can put together at my house. But, yeah, that little shop there, which you got to remember, the reason that those all look so ratty is because uh, it's in a floodplain. So, you know, at any time, like I said this year, I mean, if it all floods, you don't want to tie up a bunch of money in your infrastructure because <laughs> it could all be gone in one big flood. Right. So, uh, or you yeah, can always just I mean, build it on float on floaters. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I guess it's you know it's pretty amazing that you know just a bunch of country boys are out there building duck calls, but that's basically what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, some, you know, some people don't like them. Some people do. Uh, we have, we've had a standard operating procedure for years. You know, you you don't like it, send it back. We'll retune it, or you know, give you something else. Because everyone blows different, so it's hard to make everyone happy. Right. In in the uh, you know, when it comes to duck calls, 
but I'll tell you this. I mean, I have a high percentage of if someone sends one back or something, you know, and and I they tell me what they want. I I can make any sound, but it's just matching it up with the way people blow. And yeah, blow. that's the deal. Well, you know, I, I I can tell you from my own personal experience that you yeah. you can give somebody the finest handmade duck call in the world, built to their specifications, and if they sound like crap. It, they sound like crap, and it's not. Well, a that's right. Call. I mean, my dad always says that he, you know, so we get. But I would say half the duck calls we get get back are there's nothing wrong with them, mm-hmm. and so he usually says, "Well, you know, that's operator problems." But yeah. you know, on the other half, it's legitimate, right? You know, every once in a while, you just, you know, I'm having a bad day too. I'm sitting there tending duck calls, and you know, I may just they may not be as good one day. You know, you happen mm-hmm. to get one that wasn't as good because I mean, we do thousands of them, so. Uh, that's why we say, you know, when it comes to a tuned instrument, I mean, we kind of got to be flexible about, uh, you know, trying to keep people happy with it. Because if I just had to buy one out, you know, off the shelf, I mean, that'd be pretty tough. So we try to work with them, you know, within reason. We get some people that, that try to take advantage of it, so we start charging them. But mm-hmm. most people, you know, I mean, we, we try to keep them fixed up on the duck calls. Now, you guys are in a lot of different retail stores, right? Yeah, yeah. What? I mean, pretty much most of them. Yeah, uh, she tears that fucking screen up. I'll kill that fucking dog. Who was that? I don't know. It wasn't anybody here. No. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Wow. Might have to bleed. Yeah. I was, you, got, you got bleed through someplace over there. I mean, somebody in, in the neighborhoods on the. Are you on a corner? Uh, no, it ain't. It ain't. It ain't here. There's everybody's in the bed here. So I'm at my brother's house. I'm talking about one of your neighbors. No. Uh, no, 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 I think it was from your end somewhere. Somebody's no, bleeding through the phone. None of our neighbors talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, nobody, there's nobody here except for myself and my kids and my That's wife. Crazy. And, yeah. And we don't have I don't know, but I've heard somebody laugh a few times. So yeah. I, I thought, I didn't know. Huh, no. Not on this end. Well, I, somebody I somebody may have hacked into your uh, hacked into your system. <laughs> I'll tell you what. No, I don't know. It's not from this cool. end either, so. Yeah. That ain't cool. But anyway, um, any any regrets about doing the show? Uh, no. I mean, maybe just the, uh, you know, I guess just the ordeal. Tough pace, right. you know, that, that it's on. And I think some people, uh, that you know, some people don't, don't get it. We've had a few people that, you know, most of it's all just in good, clean fun and, you know, like we had the, the episode about the walrus, you know, May getting losing his job, you know. Well, we were just kidding, you know. But right. we had a few people, you know, they were upset, saying, oh, save the walrus, you know. They were, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's the only thing is, I guess, just. It's a, uh, it's a little harder this with the TV show on top of duck season. That's, a, that's harder because duck season in and of itself is hard. Right. So then throw that TV show in there, especially for Phil and Jace and Willie, because they're the ones that are followed around all day long, every day with the cameras. They just get us to re- to react to what happened with them. So it's not really bad on the rest of us, but it's really bad on them. So when they get up at 3 o'clock, 3.30 in the morning, go hunting with cameras in their face, then they have to talk about the hunt. It can be long. So it's 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 pretty tough on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it is. It's 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 a grind, and it's you know it's created a lot of you know a lot more good problems, I guess. You know, with just 
people noticing who you are and just, you know, going to the grocery store and stuff like that, you know. I mean, sometimes you're just, you know, wanting to get in the store and get out, you know. It's but, been great for our T-shirts and hats, that's for sure. They are, we can't even keep those in stock. People want right. to wear the Duck Commander stuff. I mean, you so got, that's been great. you got to remember, we're, we're simple people, you know. So, uh, I mean, I've always said, I even said on the show, I said, I don't consider myself an expert on anything or celebrity whatsoever. You know, I just hunt. I like the woods. You know, I like fishing. And, uh. You know, we lead pretty quiet lives, but it, it's just, I guess, when you, you know, when you're seen by thousands of people, it, it kind of comes becomes a little hectic, you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that happen that kind of keep you humble. You know, the other day I was in the airport and a, and a kid came up to me and he said, "Man, I love y'all show," and it's kind of good to see that when you're in the airport because a lot of people are looking at you who don't know you. They're thinking, "Oh no, is this going to be some kind of terrorist or something?" You know, because my crew looks so rough. Mm-hmm. And uh, this kid, he was like, man, I love y'all show. We laugh, you know. And so I was like, man, I appreciate that. I was signing something. And he said, well, how much is Geico paying y'all? And I kind of <laughs> thought, oh, man, you think I'm more in the cave, man, huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that kind of keeps you humble, you know. You, <laughs> you re- About the time you think you're something, you know, you realize that, no, you're, you're, you're not. <laughs> how much is Geico paying you? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they thought we was a caveman, you know. <laughs> Let me be myself. But we're kind of like that with the duck men sometimes, you know, because we do uh, the way we look. You know, people are, are kind of fearful that don't know you. Or we've been led to homeless shelters before. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my dad was a keynote speaker one night in front of a thousand people. I mean, he was getting up doing a duck call seminar and, and you know, talking about God and and uh, he was on the front row, and a guy came up to him, and he said, uh, Sir, the homeless shelter is down the road on the left. And my dad said, Hey, I'm the one speaking here tonight. Oh, <laughs> they went, God. Yeah, right. And then somebody come up there and said, No, he really is. So uh, the guy, guy felt like kind of bad. Yeah, he, he <laughs> felt kind of bad. Well, Eric Smith had it right. You know, you never judge a book by its cover, so. And I think that's another thing that came across on the show. Most people think we're a bunch of wild, you know, drunken heathens, you know. But, uh, you know, we we love the Lord. (laughs) We follow God, you know. I've never been drunk one day in my life, you know. I've tried to do it the right way. Not that it, you know, I'm bragging. I'm just saying, you know, we put our trust in the Almighty, and that's just how we roll, you know. We hunt every day except Sunday, and we, we just hunt before church, and then we meet. You know, we try to keep our priorities straight. And I think that's, you know, that's who we give the glory and the credit for the success because there's certainly, if you look at us, I mean, I can't take any credit for that because basically, you know, we're just a bunch of country rednecks, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's something to think about anyway. Well, i tell you what, it's been very successful. So obviously, you know, whatever you guys are doing, you're doing it for the right reasons and, and people are appreciating it. And, and, you know, I think you're probably going to start seeing uh, some more shows kind of like that, you know, emulating what you guys have done with this one. I, I yeah, I figured that would come, and I got two words, good luck, because, I mean, yeah. it's just a lot of work, you know. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of things that there's just the, the right chemistry, you know. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I'm not saying they won't be successful. I'm just saying it it's a lot more goes into it, you know, than it, than it seems, I think. I mean, it was just so long, you know, of hours and... It was just really a. It was a pretty big project, you know. Well, it's kind of like um, when people get into making duck calls, 
Now, see, that, that's one thing you probably didn't know about me is the fact that I'm also a custom call maker. You know, yeah. and this this is one of those things that I, I enjoy doing that. But um, when when people get into making custom calls and they they call me and they say, well, what do I got to do? And it's like, you know, I'll tell them, why don't you why don't you get a cheaper hobby like you know flushing twenty dollar bills down the toilet or something? Because it always yeah. it always seems easy when you're on the other side of the fence looking at it, and then when you get yeah. into it, it's like, man, what did I do? You know. Well, right. Well, I hope people other people do it you know i mean i i'm not i've never watched uh shows and uh, you know until we had ours mm-hmm. and uh so but i just think if it you know if it helps the hunting world if it gets more kids wanting to go hunting hey i'm all for well, it we you know? definitely had great people working with us the production team and and the people at benelli i mean they they're just top-notch people yeah i told you that before they deserve all the credit for the mm-hmm. you know for producing the show and and you know just really getting on everybody's nerves to make sure that it was done good and uh you know we were impressed i mean we didn't we didn't think that that it would be as high quality as they you know they did it but uh they did a fantastic job you know and we like i said they've enjoyed i mean they believe in us and we've enjoyed working with them because of that and uh, so it's been a it's been a great relationship and we love their shotguns you know i mean just love them absolutely mm-hmm. so well, that was that was worth doing the show for in and of itself, wasn't it? Getting a Benelli shotgun. You betcha. <laughs> Guarantee you. I just got my I just got my Vinci uh, for teal season. I got to get used to the safety, but I, I love how it shoots. You know, it's lighter, doesn't kick as hard. Yeah. The safety's in a different position, and and you know you get used to that because you know we're I'm such a creature of habit when I'm hunting. You know, I like you know, certain calls and certain terrains, and, you know, you get used to your gun, you bond with your shotgun, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, we'll, we'll we'll get used to it. Now, Missy, you work, do you work for the Duck Commander Company? I do, I and do. What, do you, I, what exactly I, is your role? Well, exactly, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of transformed since the TV show hit, because so much has changed. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I deal with all of the, the big stores. Mm-hmm. And like Cabela's and Bass Pro and and those some of those we have our products in those big stores, so but but it's um they're they're grow everything is growing so much, so um it's just kind of been nutty lately because the order. Well, you know, you guys on, honestly, I mean, you see you guys' uh, videos and stuff, and and people, you know, once like I said before, once they see one video of of guys shooting, you know, three hundred ducks and four hundred geese and. You know, some idiot sticking his hand in a dead goose or whatever, or shooting these things when they're 15 yards away and stuff like that. It yeah. gets a little old. But whereas the beauty of the of the TV show, what would propel me to watch it is the fact that a it's not going to cost me anything, and b you know it it looked kind of interesting and it turned out to be pretty good. And then it turned out to be really good, and I was really I found myself hooked on the thing. And because of that, then I would I would not hesitate to buy one of your DVDs. And this is what I think you're probably yeah. experiencing. Is that people are are getting a glimpse of what the DVDs are all about, you know? Yeah. In, in well, our DVDs are more hunting. You know, it, it's kind of what you now we. I, you know, I I'd like to say we do everything in good taste. You know, I mean, but it's more hunting than. I mean, it, it's not like the show. It, it it's it's kind of uh, we do tell stories, you know, and some things that happen, but we didn't really have the equipment. Or the the means or the know how to pull off. I mean, this was a pretty full scale production, you know. Right. I mean, 
our, our our hunt had about 14 members in it, and there was only five of them hunting, which will tell you what was all going on, you know. Right. And uh, and what's what's weird about the show is about 90 percent of what we filmed didn't even, you know, wasn't even aired. I mean, it it was just we filmed so much, mm-hmm. and uh, even in the slow slow times, you know, we were filming things, and uh, so they just made it work as far as what they showed. But uh, but it was. We didn't feel any pressure because we just did what we normally do, you know. Mm-hmm. But, Have you guys uh, ever thought about uh, your, your brother compiling uh, a, a bloopers reel? From <laughs> We've been asked that quite a few times. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, a, a gentleman, a uh, guy's name is Rick Perry. He's with Winglock Calls. He and I were talking the other night. Uh, last week when he was on the show, we were talking about it. And I I said this years ago that I've I've watched Bill dance you know that guy from Tennessee that does all the fishing shows you know yeah. and uh, you know the funniest stuff that he has is is the blooper reels you know yeah. where he knocks the the doggone hornet's nest down into his boat or where he clocks the 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 boat uh, hitch you know on his truck and I mean of course that hurt my shin just watching him do that but still yeah. <laughs> It was well that that gets into that you know we have so much footage that you know we have editors that for the for the DVD and then they have their editors for the show and but it's kind of out of our control you know I'm sure there's a lot I mean I told uh you know everyone when we watched it they had a little bloopers uh run at the end of the 13th episode I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw that on the last show on the TV show did yeah, you see that I did that was and, uh, the one where your dad. That's where you were. The one where your dad ponied up and fessed up to the fact that he'd been wearing the same socks for sixty yeah, some odd days. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. And, that's uh, going to haunt my memory for a long time. I got to tell you. Well, I got to live with it. So <laughs> I'm standing right beside him. You know. Uh, so what? Your mom would be doing humanity a favor by taking those and burning. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never do it. She'll never do it. Yeah, she she takes up for him, you know. But and and. He's just got some phobia about that. He thinks that, and I, again, I say it goes back to his childhood. You know, they didn't have washing machines, and they didn't even have hot water. And uh, he just thinks that if he he puts that thing and gets it wet, he, he's, he's you know, obsessed with not <clears throat> getting something wet. He thinks if you get it wet, it's, it's never going to be as warm. And uh, so even if you dry it out, I mean, he just don't want to get it wet. So he's not going to wash his clothes or his socks. He well, just wears them every day. The perfect scenario would be for a sock company to donate 59 pair of socks to fill. That, that would, would be, help yeah. all of the guys yeah. out. <laughs> you need a pair for every day, and we can put them up on a board. Well, don't don't be surprised after the show airs for a few times that uh, you start getting phone calls from people. <laughs> You know? Well, we get some pretty crazy phone calls, I tell you, which is fine, you know. But uh, <laughs> it's just some stuff, you know. You just wouldn't wouldn't think. Like like I said, we don't really think it's a big deal because I, Phil's been like that ever since. I call him Phil, even though he's my dad. I, I don't know why, but he's been like that ever since I've known him. So to me, that's just part of who he is. I mean, he, he would rather be warm than cold. And he thinks washing his clothes, and plus he don't like for the camo to fade. That's another reason he don't like to wash them. And uh, which I can see that because they do, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you know, he just wears the same socks every day, and, and he's kind of proud of it. I mean, he he's he's told me that you know a hundred times. Yeah, this is day thirty-two, you know. And I said, yeah. They, that's why when he takes his shoes off, you know, or his boots off, everybody scatters like a covey of quail, you know. Man, I, you know, I just, uh, Lord have mercy. But you know, you know 
Yeah, it just gets into that, you know, the hunting. You know, when you're hunting, you don't care, you know, what it smells like. I mean, you're out hunting, everything stinks, you know, out in the wild right. sometimes. Right. So uh, you just kind of get used to it. I, I know that's bad. But, but make no mistake, Jason comes in and takes a shower at least mm. once a day. Right. So I don't have to live with that. I don't know why. See, he thinks I have a phobia. You know, he thinks I'm a germaphobe because I don't like shaking, you know, a lot of hands. Because it's not that I don't. They did the show on that, you know. I'm just like, the law of averages is if I shake 300 people's hands, I'm probably going to get sick, you know. Right. But, uh, and the same thing, you know, I get out, I, I like taking me a good hot shower. Because I like, to me, that warms you up, you know. But, because uh, you do get cold out there. Well, you know, here's here's what I don't understand. All right, now I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. Cold in in Louisiana is a whole lot different than cold in Kansas, you know. Oh, that's right, because of humidity, you know. Yeah, you guys. I mean, it, it gets cool down there, but I mean, when I when I'm talking cold is when you breathe on your shotgun barrel and it actually turns to ice crystals. Oh that, yeah, that, yeah. Well, I got you. When we went to Kansas, uh, not last year, but a couple of years ago, and it was like four degrees was the high. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I mean, it's. You're right. I mean, there's cold. There's Louisiana cold, but then there's cold. <laughs> and that, that's when I start burning things. You yeah. Know? I like I like a good fire, you know. Yeah. So. Well, we get, you know, the, some of the best pheasant hunting in the world is during the during December and January when you got some snow on the ground, and yeah. uh, you know it can get with with the Kansas wind and and the temperatures being in the teens for a high. I'll tell you what it'll you'll you'll find out what cold's all about, you know. Yeah. And it it can be it can actually be um, well life threatening at times. Believe me, you know. Yeah, I read you. But you know, well, man. Uh, yeah. You guys, I know you've got a long day tomorrow, and I really, you know, I want to tell you thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, I do. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Well, no, no, I appreciate it. You know and. And, and Missy kept calling me and bugging me, please get Jace on the show. He loves your show. He wants to be on your show. He's <laughs> yeah. around here because you won't have him on the show. And you've had Butch Richenbach on the show. Yeah. You won't have I may have to have a I may have to have a back room meeting with her. I don't really remember those phone calls, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> no, um, actually, look. I'll, let me plug two things before I leave. Sure. I got plug my as last, much as you want, man. I got my last trip is uh, to Little Rock, Arkansas, on Saturday at. Uh, Bradford Marine and ATV. I'll be there from 11 to 2. So if anybody's listening in the Little Rock area, I'm doing a duck call seminar. And Willie, I think he was telling you earlier, on November 7th uh, in Fort Scott, Kansas, Jason Aldean, I think he's a country music singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be there. Him and uh, Adam with the Buck Command together. They're gonna be at that concert. So, but anyway, I'll be Saturday in uh, Little Rock at at Bradford Marine and ATV, and then Willie will be there on November 7th. But I'm done for three months. I'm No radio, no no TV that's, you know, and uh, no trips. So I'll get to hunt. Well, that's if the if the water goes down. If the water doesn't well, go down, you guys are making a lot of road trips. Yeah, well, well, I don't call that traveling. You know, if I'm going somewhere to shoot some ducks, that's just part of the, that's part of the deal, you know. Right. But when you're just traveling to... To run your mouth or blow smoke, you know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you like I said, I don't, I don't think I'm an expert at anything, but you know, we, I like to call it a bunch of duck hunters getting together and and you know talking about how we can, you know, 
hunt better and enjoy our, our sport. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'd like to say this too. One of the best things about working at the company is dealing with all of the stores because, you know, a lot of times the stores, you think that's just business, but so much of it has changed lately because so many new people are calling saying, I want to sell your products in my store mm-hmm. because they like the show. Without mm-hmm. all of these people who who love to hunt, so therefore they open up their store in their community that they've grown up in you know, their whole life, those are the ones that I love to talk to. I love to talk to them and tell mm-hmm. them about our products. Because, you know, a lot, I, I, I'm not really a salesperson, although that's kind of what I've become with the company and with the family. But mm-hmm. when you don't have to really sell your product because it sells itself, and these people love it and they love the show and they call, those, are so, those, those people are our bread and butter right there. And we appreciate those people, all of those little stores. And, um, and I just wanted to say that to all of those dealers out there, we really appreciate them. Well, I, I guarantee you they really appreciate you guys because if you if they got your products on the shelf and and you guys have got a, a, a huge hit like your show's been this last season, it makes it easier getting those shelves cleaned off and restocked again. You know. Yeah, well we're enjoying it. We're just you know, we're we're uh, we'll keep building the duck calls and uh we'll give it another world this year and you know, hope it works out. Appreciate everybody watching and uh you know, appreciate you putting us on the show tonight. Well, I really I want to thank you very much for coming on. I mean, uh, honestly, I really wanted to get your brother uh, and and your dad and you all three on, but I figured, yeah. you know, if I can't do that, I'd rather just have you and Missy on than you know. It's a good out. idea. The problem with that is every time we've ever tried that, uh, <laughs> you can't get a word in edgewise, you know. Right. But my dad is, uh, you know. We love him to death, but boy, when he gets to talking now, it's hard to get a word in edgewise. So really, if you have Phil on, you just have to have him solo. They did a little bit on the uh, TV show about that when he did a radio show. You know, he wouldn't even let the host speak at all. But uh, so anyway, <laughs> but we'll do it again sometime, man. We will. Hey, I'll tell you what. If you guys find yourself needing a place to go shoot some ducks in the lips, give me a shout. Yeah. I mean, we're we're not too far from some of the best duck hunting in the world up here. You know, if the river doesn't go down for you guys, doesn't cooperate. All um, right, man. Well, I appreciate the invite. Well, you're you're welcome up here anytime, and uh, you know we have we have big ducks up here, so you don't have a problem finding all the mallards and stuff. But yeah, again, well, we don't have it. We don't have too many down here. That's that's another misnomer. You know, we see very few mallards these days in Louisiana. They don't go. So, they don't get down that far. They stay up here. No, yeah, they they, they stop. So but that's know? okay. Well, I like the challenge. You know. But uh, I appreciate the invite, man. It was good talking to you. It was great talking to you, Missy. Thanks very much for, for thank you. being thank so you helpful with much. all this. And uh, I just I hope next season's shows uh, are just as good as this one. And I, you know, I, I think what you guys are doing with the show and and everything, what you're doing there in the community. I mean, honestly, the show's kind of cool. But finding out about how you guys are so committed to to working with people in the church and your your love for God yeah. and what all that entails is, is pretty phenomenal. So. I appreciate it, man. Thank All right, so Kelly. See you. you guys right. have a have an awesome, awesome evening, and we'll talk to you okay. later. Again. Thank okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, bye bye.